Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pop. A pop culture pod primarily focused on film and television. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back this week. We're in for a good one. That's right. Let's get into it, Jason. How you been, man? Oh, I've been good, man. Uh, this past weekend, uh, went to a baby shower. Uh, our good friend of ours, Cole, uh, having a baby girl. So we, you know, they had a little event. And it was cool, man. They had mimosas. They do, they, they do it big, bro. Every time we go to, like, their baby showers and gender reveal, like, they always have food everywhere. and Just, like, a lot of cute decorations. I think it's all, you know, Laura and just all, all the loved ones around them. Like, they are super excited for this baby you know i can't even imagine (laughs) i can't imagine how excited they are yeah they've been going all out uh it was cool uh uh a good friend his co-worker he's also a good friend of ours uh he he showed up a little late um but uh he ended up gifting a cole uh, a bulletproof uh vest (laughs) damn Uh, he's wearing it throughout the when they're opening the gifts it was it was pretty funny just because he's like i'm getting ready for uh I mean, I don't know who he thinks Nora's going to be dating, but like, I don't think you need a bulletproof rest, but maybe I might be wrong. But if you do, uh, then maybe she needs to reconsider. I don't know. That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, either uh, way, I think it was just a gift because he, I think he got like a good deal out of it and they've been going shooting a lot. So maybe it was also that or just appreciation of everything that he's done for him because, uh, yeah, they're, they're really good friends. So yeah, shout out to Lily. Um, and yeah, shout out. Cole, Heather, and baby Nora coming soon, man. It was it was fun, dude. Uh, and uh, he's gonna be visiting you this week, right? Yes, he is. Can't wait, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, so dude. he's uh, he's my daughter's godfather, so she's pretty excited to see him. She's oh, been yeah, asking dude. about both him and his uncle uh, Joey for the past week and a half now. I heard Joey's going <clears throat> too, man. That's that's awesome. That's man. Right. Guys, I heard uh, you're gonna get down on some brisket. Are you gonna? I am. Who's boss or what, buddy? So Gabby's trying to convince me to do it while they're here, and I'm like, mm, I kind of want to have it just like ready to go. What do you think? Uh, I mean, if you're gonna be smoking all day and yeah. you guys have nothing else to do, what are you guys gonna be doing? Chilling, drinking. It depends, because with... I mean, we mm. have three solid days. The first day <clears throat> is my birthday. That would be the yeah. day that we would be. Chilling, smoking the brisket. And I don't know if I want to smoke a brisket all day on my birthday. Be honest. I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, it sounds nice to drink and just hang out with the guys. but Because you don't have a trader, so you got to keep going back, checking the temp. I I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we actually have to do the job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a set and forget. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's, that's... That's the one thing where I'm like, man, that's really cool that those do that. It would yeah. it would be nice. Because you do, man, especially with me. I don't even have like – I have a smoker, but it doesn't fit brisket. So if, when I want to do a brisket, I have to convert my grill. As Go I all out. I feel and it that. really you know it what, requires man? a lot of effort. <laughs> I would maybe do it the day before or, you know, like – I mean, because you usually smoke it for like, what, 12 hours? Yeah, this one's going to be a 12-hour one because it's 15 pounds – and it's probably gonna shed like maybe a pound or two of at best of fat. So <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be a longer cook. Yeah, I would um I would do it the day before, maybe. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because what I was thinking is I could just have it hold overnight 
and the jit man i know cole didn't listen to the pod so that's my plan right there is just have it hold so all of that uh all of that fat really Flavors really just, renders yeah. dude and it's just fucking like melts in your mouth good do um, me a favor uh record that moment where he like like have not you record it but like maybe have Pita like hide somewhere or like kind of record the like you know bust out the camera so you can't really see his reaction because you know on camera he's not going to tell you the truth but like if you have the camera hiding a little somewhere you know and he's like and give you props for it he might do that you know what i mean yeah yeah that's true that's true so maybe we could do i'll tell joey too he'll totally do that for me because yeah. i'm like if it's good bro i'll if it's not then i'll be like damn i fucked up this wasn't my best you can talk all the shit you want <laughs> hell yeah man that's awesome cole's gonna be there on your birthday that's that's, that's right that's right yeah we're celebrating break there's birthdays this week guys uh Spring are you break. doing yours this weekend before your birthday or are you doing it like on your birthday that Monday, taking the day off or some shit? I did take the day off just so I can relax because on Sunday we're going to a spring training game. Uh, oh, at 1 okay. PM and it's just a fine. Do, do I like baseball? I think baseball is okay. I don't love it. You know what I mean? But am yeah. I watching baseball on my free time? No, I'm not. Sorry guys. Uh, sorry, Nick, especially. Um, but they're fun to go to. Like, I love going to baseball games. I love going to spring training games. Uh, and it's just, it, you know, friends are going to be there. You get to see, sit in the lawn section, get drunk with your buddies. It's just, a, it's just a good time. It's just the vibes are, they're, it's just a Sunday brunch type of vibe. That's what it feels like. But you're watching a sporting event. That's what it feels like. So I'm excited. Shout out to Jamie for getting this. Uh, that was my birthday gift. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. And, um, I might play some Halo that night, but just expect me to be like, really <laughs> intoxicated. <laughs> hey, hey, that's okay. Some of our best and worst games have come that way. So that that's uh, true. But Jason, let's get into trailers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 We've about got to some miss the trailers. <laughs> We've got some fucking news this week, Jason. Some yeah, good, let's get in there. Good stuff, man. Some good stuff. All right, what you got for me this week, Jay? Well. Uh, as we know that uh, Daredevil got, is getting renewed, right? Uh, and it's going, it's making its way over to the Disney Plus. You know, De- Daredevil: Born Again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, who's going to be in it? What's what, what, what characters? What, what's going on? You know, are they going to be similar to the the old Netflix shows? Like, is it going to pay? It's going to be completely different. What's going on? Well, we we got some information, and man, was it big! And the man was I excited. John Bernthal is returning as the fucking Punisher, bro. That That's my Punisher, man. That's like one of the best castings that we've had in It's Marvel. fantastic. It one really of the is. Best now, I'm not saying the best. I'm just saying one of the best. It's, it's definitely up there, you know? They just, when they when they, when they they cast characters, John Bernthal is like one of those like perfect hit. I can't picture anyone else as a Punisher. And if he's still of age and can still do it, fucking perfect. Now, the question is, how gory is this chef this show this series gonna be right so and we all know it's gonna be toned down it's it's it, not gonna be the net like if you are hoping for the Netflix version I hate to be the person to break it to you but that shit ain't gonna happen like not man, on fucking would, Disney plus I would be shocked if it's even on Disney plus they're probably putting it on Hulu well like, I mean Deadpool Deadpool's on uh on Disney plus now you know yeah yeah yeah, I mean that's already been made though. I just don't see them. I'd love to be wrong, but 
but I don't see them pushing the envelope like that. Like it's just not how Disney does things. Bro, I they like to play to it see... safe. They like to keep it low key so that nobody's complaining about anything. <clears throat> I guess so. I guess so. But oh my god, how cool would it be to see like another prison scene remake? Uh, the Punisher just fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Uh, that'd be dope. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we're gonna get those classic fight scenes uh, from Daredevil that were that we were all accustomed to, like some of the best um, fight scenes ever shot, and like the angles that they they, I don't know, film film cinematography, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 that's the word. Yeah, so yeah. awesome, bro! Completely fucking amazing. So I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait now. I'm, I'm fucking excited for the show now. You know what that means, too? I mean, I felt like the acting choices were good. They're probably going to bring back Jessica Jones. There's a good chance. I'd bet money that they could easily bring back uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist as like a a two-person show, even. Like, like little a Heroes for Hire. Well, they did mention already that Foggy and uh, was it Rebecca Slate? Is that her name? I can't remember. Um, they won't be in this one. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so the other uh, sidekicks, I guess the you know the his lawyer buddy and then uh, his love interest, they won't be in this one. So do they mention them, or is it kind of just like a complete like different universe? Obviously, because we're in the King Dynasty, so it might be right. So I mean, maybe, maybe. And uh, the one you were thinking of, uh, she plays Karen Page, Deborah Ann Wall. Karen Page. There we go. What did I say, Rebecca Slate? I don't know where that name came from, but <laughs> I, I was like close. That's somebody, that's somebody. <laughs> I, I, I was close. I was knows close. Who's that? Who that is at the moment? But yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> it'll, it'll come back to us. I bet you money that name is going to come back to us later. Dude, it's probably <laughs> nobody, honestly. <laughs> no, uh, it's, someone's going to tell us after this part. They're going to be like, "Hey, that's who this is." Yeah, I, man, that but just I wanna... sounds like someone real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so I want to give you that news because I know you want to give me some news that uh, you saw first. Jason, that... you're the first person I thought of when this news came out. You know, all the things that we've been saying about Warner Brothers and all of their canning of different shows. So they can you know save what they're... money, but they don't like money. You, you know, know what, what I mean? they're doing? You know what they're doing? What are they they're, doing? Getting, they're getting the best of both worlds because now, and this isn't the only project that has been greenlit for this. Like, I think there's another one going to Netflix, but they are sourcing out their projects. So they are still getting money off it. They're going to get residuals. They're going to own the rights most likely. The only thing that is going to be owned by the streamer is like to make it and have the rights to also fucking have it on their streamer. I think that would be the only things. If I had to guess the way the way those deals go, they're they're gonna start making money off that just the way they used to. Well, um, yeah, obviously, right? Like people are like, well, yeah, we're gonna have the show here, so people are now gonna get Amazon because it's going to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So people are gonna buy the subscription just so they can see it, and that's just more people pulling in more people into that streaming service, which is probably good for business, uh, even if you're giving some of that money to. Uh, Warner Brothers and the, yeah, exactly. HBO. They're getting a cut, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. For Anyways, stream of Batman. Oh, the show we're is. talking about. The show we're talking about. Yes. So Batman, Batman. Cape Crusader, the animated <laughs> fucking series, dude. Oh, I can't with uh, Abrams, Reeves. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm excited, bro. Bruce, um, Tim, they're all taking it to Amazon. 
Prime Video. It's going to be the same story. They're moving forward with it exact, man. Uh, I was uh, I was very ecstatic. I know. <laughs> I Legitimately, you were the first person I thought of. I was like, man, Jason is going to be so happy to hear this. It is. It was a travesty that it was canceled. I'm glad we're going to get to see it because well, I think they, that's what it could have been the whole time, even as a kid. Weren't they originally going to have Kevin Conroy voice the character? I'm sure they were, but and rest in peace, Kevin. Yeah. So uh, maybe another uh, famous uh, Batman voice will voice it. You know, Will Arnett. You know what I mean? Hey. He could do it. He's got the voice. And you know who did it in one of the animated films and did a pretty good job? The guy that plays uh, Soldier Boy in um in oh in my the, god, the boys. The boys. The boys. Oh my god. He's all he was also in Supernatural. He played Dean. I don't know what his what his real name is. Oh my god. Jensen Ackles. There we go. Jensen Ackles. Uh, Jensen so Ackles. Jensen Ackles played a pretty good Batman as well. I actually enjoyed it. There's some good animated actors well, that can do it. Will Arnett also already voiced Batman. I know in Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah I wonder yeah. if he'd be willing <laughs> to do like a serious version. I'd love to hear that from him. Yeah, I feel like he can do it like because he has that he has that like deep voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that mean that? Um... Oh my God, Luke Skywalker, help me, Mark Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, <laughs> he said. So he's always said in interviews that if Kevin, Kevin Conroy is voicing. Well, not no. If he's voicing it, he's like, just just put me in. I don't need to read the script. If he's doing it, I'm doing it. Um, now, if it's someone other characters, then yeah, he wants to look at a script and before he agrees to it. So there's still a chance, but um, it's not like a obvious. Like I'm in. If Kevin Conroy's in, I'm in. It's not like that anymore. So uh, unfortunately, but hey, I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure there's 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 gonna be some willing characters to take on the mantle and hopefully bring back. Um, that show that we loved growing up as kids, man. I know. And, and Great storylines and like adult stories. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, good, man. It's gonna be good. I'm excited, dude. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna bomb. Hopefully it doesn't, but I, I really don't. All right. What else has been out for you, Jason? Well, that um we didn't talk about it last week because we had a lot of stuff to talk about, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh new animated trailer came out that a uh, couple weeks back. Uh Looked pretty dope, man. I really like the animation. I think it might be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it looks for crazy. It looks, it looks like stop motion at times. Did you notice that? Like it looked almost like clay figures. I was like, what the fuck? Is yeah. this real or not? What What is this? What's going on here? It, it looked really good. Yeah, very uh, different type of animation. And obviously a lot of actors, uh, pretty uh, stacked cast. Oh, I know one of them being Seth Rogen. He's gonna play be playing um one of the villains uh that we from uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, right? Um or no way is it was a Bebop that he's playing? I can't remember. It's either Bebop or Rocksteady. I don't I, w- I would assume. I would have he's, to assume. I think he's playing Bebop. Oh, okay, okay. Man. Anyways, but a lot, a lot of voice, uh, a lot of good voice characters, and they got a lot of teenage kids to actually voice the Ninja Turtles, which I thought was the right move. Seth Rogen is Bebop for sure. Yeah, he Seth Rogen is Bebop. Bebop. There we John go. John Cena is Rocksteady. Then See? Ice Cube is in it as Superfly. 
uh, Post Malone as Ray Filet. <clears throat> yeah, Carlo yeah. Esposito as Baxter Stockman. I mean, there, Rose Byrne is in it as Leatherhead. What the? F- yeah, dude. It, Hannibal yeah, when you look Burns, at it, Paul Rudd, Maya Rudolph. What the yeah, hell? Yeah. When I saw the cast, I was like, damn, those are like very different, like all different types of actors and artists. And you're just like, I fuck with this. I can, I think I can, I can enjoy this because they're just voicing. It's not like they're acting, right? Yeah. I mean, they're doing so, voice acting, but yeah. Well, still, yeah. but yeah, you can do a lot of takes to it and to get it right and like uh you know what make the voice character a little bit different you know you know what i mean like you can vary you can perfect it well my daughter definitely wants to see it she we she just finished one of the ninja turtles shows on netflix today she, oh, she really? yeah she loves like the old school turtles. ones no she hasn't watched the old school ones yet oh, she okay. wanted to though she's she loves the theme song i showed her the theme song and the intro she wanted to watch it. I just didn't have anywhere to actually show her. And I, I wasn't sure if I was willing to buy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but did you, uh, did, has she seen the um, the 80s movies, the live action ones? Not yet, no. Those are cool, man. Well, the second one's my favorite with Vanilla Ice. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go, go, go Ninja. You remember that one? God, no, man. I think I've only oh, seen like uh, one. Oh, Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dude, to, all people that <laughs> to all the people that know what I'm talking about, shout out to you guys. I feel like everybody <laughs> saw it but me. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, all right, anyway. Um, I wanted to shout out a movie for all of those all of those couples looking for a rom-com that you're willing to watch together. Just found you one. It is called Ghosted, Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, April 21st, so next month, it has Chris Evans and Ana de Armas starring. I I want to see it because I like them as actors solely based on that. The rest is like a like a usual rom-com. It turns out she's like a CIA agent, and he wanted to go see her. He didn't know. They end up working together. It looks super cheesy, but that's pretty much what rom-coms do, which... Oh. More Ghost details for you guys CIA. later on our rom coms part two episode. We'll let you know when it's coming, <laughs> dude. Uh, um, so, ghosted, right? You said CIA, yes. Uh, so I was thinking ghosted as in like I send a person a text and they just no, ghost that, me that is what it's about. He, they everyone oh, okay. in his life thinks she ghosted him, and so he goes to London like as a grand romantic gesture. And then he finds out she's a CIA agent because they end up like trying to, trying to kill him. Trying to kill her. No, him. him. Yeah. And then and he that's how she, Yeah, and oh, that's how okay. she she saves him. Then they go on an adventure together. By the end, he's like shooting and fighting people with her. I'm like, oh wow, he just gained these skills. And I'm like, that's not like this movie. Definitely this sounds like a rom com. Yeah, right. I'm like, it's a rom com, <laughs> but I'll be willing to watch it if Gabby's like, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. I'd be like, all right, cool. We could have a rom com night. Um, sounds interesting. That's something I would definitely watch. Yeah, there's always a movie for something for every occasion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I had last week with um, We Have a Ghost. Oh, also Ghost in the Name. Anyway, you get my point. And it's also, you know, Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, which they already have connection, good uh, chemistry from Knives Out. Yeah, they look great on screen together. Uh, also, they had pretty 
they were pretty good even as adversaries in the gray man so and they're both that's a lot of action movies together yeah that is yeah they're gonna be a little duo i like it uh what else you got for us jason so poltergeist you remember the movie poltergeist those scary movies Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the original. Um, I thought the original and the, the original were pretty good. I did not I watch Poltergeist two or three. Uh, I I don't do sequels because they usually end up sucking. And then like Chucky was so bad. I saw the third one first, so by the time I saw the first one, it was just all stupid to me. Wait, wait. Um, wait. So you saw the third one first, where they're mm-hmm. in the military camp, right? I don't even remember. I just oh. remember watching watching it for about 30 minutes and i was like this is the stupidest movie i've ever seen and i thought i was supposed to be scared so it was pretty disappointing i just uh, fun, i don't get it don't fun get fact it. uh fun fact the first one wasn't supposed to be a scary movie um i think it was supposed to be a comedy and like when they were like filming it like this is kind of a scary movie and then like they made it into a scary movie so i think so if, if, if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong guys but i think that's what happened and uh it became a scary movie i don't get although i will say i think the 2000 not scary 2012 or something like that i don't know they did a remake where he's like an electronic doll that one's a lot better that one's a lot better like way oh yeah that was more recent i think it was like a yeah Oh shit! Was and, it? Yeah. Anyways, Poltergeist. It might be getting a, it might be getting a reboot. Uh, so if you were a fan of that, I mean, who knows? Again, reboots. Uh, it, I th- I thought it was just funny because off pod conversations, there's a friend of ours who's like, "We're not in the golden era with all these freaking reboots. Like, it's not original anymore, right?" So like, I thought this was funny. So, um, but who knows? You know, with the CGI, like, there's some scary movies that benefit from cgi and make things look a lot scarier more real which maybe this movie could benefit from it yeah i don't know i would i mean you know how i feel i think we definitely are in the golden age but jermaine is not wrong there (laughs) is a lot a lot of stuff that's just old ip but even with that stuff they're doing interesting things with it usually usually dude you remember that scene in poltergeist when the clown doll comes to life oh yeah dude horrifying fucking horrifying horrifying. like that that scene still gets me to this day i'm like oh my god man even in the remake i thought it was good i thought it was pretty good um up next for me so a few of the people that we saw win oscars recently are getting back together for a disney plus action movie and I'm talking about uh, Hugh Yu. Oh, God, I, can uh, you please say K- his name? K Yu Kwan. Yes. Yes. Him, also Michelle known as Data from the Goonies, right? Short Stack from Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. K-Yu Kwan. Yeah. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but that's that's the best way I know. K Yu Kwan. K K Yu Kwan. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the pronunciation right on the next episode, guys. Promise. Uh, he is reuniting with Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Su on American Born Chinese. It looks like a straight to Disney Plus movie. Uh, I'm interested just because it's them again. I think they had great chemistry together on screen. So watching an action movie with them in it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Oh, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, especially, dude, I just found out because of the Oscars. 
that mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, how she started off her career was through action movies because she with Jackie Chan. Yeah, and she's actually like a legit fucking martial artist. Uh-huh. So she there's she did her own stunts and everything everywhere all at once, right? Yeah, that's fucking badass, dude. Those are <laughs> phenomenal moves. Yeah, so yeah, give me more of that. Give me more of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens when you know when you kill him in the Oscars, and it was such a popular movie that this past year where you have to do another movie with him, right? So we we called that before that movie came out. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American-born Chinese. Sorry, it is not a movie, my friend. It is a TV series, actually. So it's supposed to be comedy and action. So we'll see how it how it comes out. I don't know too much more about it. Besides that, it's based on a graphic novel, and we're gonna see it on May twenty fourth. May twenty fourth is when it comes out. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, sign me up for that. Uh, you said comedy action sounds very familiar to everything ever all at once. So exactly, just I can't say no to that, right? <laughs> probably without all the adult stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, with stuff that is coming out like fairly soon, guys, within the next couple months. Uh, Dave season three is set to premiere April 5th. It's just a reminder. If you guys watch Dave, it's Little Dickie's uh, show, which I find it very familiar to Atlanta, just not as good, but a little bit funnier, a little bit on the comedic side. Uh, on Hulu, guys, just a reminder, highly recommend that show. Uh, there's another one that we both seen because you haven't seen Dave, right? I have not seen Dave, no. You should watch it. I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, the Bear season two. I think I'm more excited for this one. <laughs> also, June, on Hulu. June 2nd. I didn't get to see the teaser, uh, but it's they call it a rebirth of of the restaurant. So I can't wait to see their second season. I, I loved this show. I mean, as we I, talked about, it was like, I think it was my number one show. Yeah, I think I just love restaurant movies where like they're you can see like what's going on in the back of the house, right? They call it the back of the house for another house with mm-hmm. the servers and stuff like that. I think just watching that and just like how crazy it can be. And just like, you kind of have like respect for like that, that industry. Um, Cause I mean, if you've ever worked in it, you know, yeah, like, you yeah. know how it goes. Shit gets wild. So, and I, I think they just d- depicted it so well, obviously with all the other crazy stuff that happened, obviously, Honestly, stuff like that kind of does happen, but not like finding money, money like that. I mean, who knows? Maybe other crazy stories that I don't know about, but just everyone's different. Every, you know, it's everyone behind the kitchen. It don't matter. It's a huge diversity. Everyone's going through shit. Sometimes someone's having a bad day and they piss you off. And other days you're like, oh my God, this is why I love working with this person. Like, I think they just depicted the back of the house so perfectly. Um, Cause you never know, man. It, shit can get crazy and then you see who can who can uh, pull through and uh, have your back and others crumble you know so it was really dope all right june 2nd guys i'm already counting down the bear season two all right now i watched the oscars i don't know if you did i I watched uh, clips of it because I was pretty busy, actually. I was doing quite a bit of stuff during the day that day. Oh, yeah, you were doing some yard work and stuff, right? Yeah, then I was putting my kid to sleep, all that stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, dude. Uh, Well, they showed an extended trailer of The Little Mermaid, 
And when I saw, you know, when we saw the first teaser, right, you know, that, that, that classic song that they play, you see very little of the of what it's going to look like, right? But it looked very, I, I enjoyed that, that teaser trailer. Now, this extended trailer that we saw, mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous. Tell, right <laughs> tell, tell me why, Jason. Tell me why. The, the CGI looks CGI, bro. Like that CGI, like they don't take their time with it, man. It was just it looked awful, dude. It looked it looked terrible. I will say this though, Melissa McCarthy looked pretty badass as Ursula. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so that that was my only positive take from it. But like the CGI, where like she's under the water and all the fish are around her, like it just. Uh, it kind of pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, mm. yeah. "You're all, where's all that avatar technology that you guys were using? What is this?" <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, that's where I was like, mm, "You know what? Let me give some appreciation to Avatar because this looks awful." So yeah. I don't know, man. They need to fire some some of those animators over at Disney and hire some new people that, or I, I don't know, maybe. Or maybe put some more money into it so it can look better. I have no idea, but they need to do something. There's a lot of projects, right, that Disney releases every year. Maybe they need to slow down and focus on their CGI team. You know, well, they are definitely slowing down. We know that they're cutting back quite a bit. That is um, true, but like, hopefully, this was already in the money. works. Oh well, no, I think there's going to be less show as we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in one of the episodes, they're only going to be doing what two Marvel shows a year, which makes sense. Like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for you to put out five or six. Like I was not uh, Agatha the Agatha Harkness show. I wasn't excited. I was like, okay, sure. I I don't know why I need a whole season of this instead of like a Halloween special. That'd be perfect for Halloween that'd be, special. That'd be perfect. Yep. But you know, I'm glad they they changed on that. There's a few things that they're working out that way. I'm. I, I think we're definitely going to see a change after some of these, some of these cuts that they do because these live action movies, I feel like, are getting a bit worse. They're getting worse. I agree. Like they're they've. It almost feels like they've stopped trying. I don't know how I feel yet about the Little Mermaid trailer. I only watched it once, and it didn't look terrible CGI, but it didn't look great. And it didn't look like there were going to be a lot of significant changes to the story to make it interesting again. It just feels like I'm going to be watching something like Pinocchio again. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how you feel. It it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't necessarily look good. So it's it's not great to be lukewarm. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm nervous. So... This is gonna be one where, like, if uh, Jamie's like, "Let's go watch it in theaters," yeah, but like, once it comes out, and more, I would probably wait. You know what I mean? I wouldn't probably go see it in theaters. If another movie comes out during the time that comes out, I might go watch that instead. I have a daughter, so I don't know if I'm gonna have that choice. Um, but and it's also Little Mermaid, it... so I still might go see it. So. <laughs> I I do say I'll let you know how it is because I'm probably gonna end up watching it. I think Katya wants she likes fish, she likes Little Mermaid. Uh, she doesn't love it though. She didn't say, "Hey, we got to see that," but she definitely was interested in it. So if it comes up again, she's probably gonna want to go, and we're we're gonna go. And there's something else that's a kids' movies out, and I'll be like, "What about this, Katya?" <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, last one for me. Speaking of beating IP into the ground, this is one that actually 
has never had a sequel and only had an amazing, by the way, 90s cartoon spinoff. So Beetlejuice, I loved that show. Beetlejuice 2, we've talked about it. It is so far in the works. There are conversations being had. There isn't a whole lot more than that. Uh, I think that they've confirmed that Catherine O'Hara is coming back. Michael Keaton. Uh, I don't know if Gina Davis is coming back. I feel like that would be a hard one to sell. Maybe Winona Ryder. Uh, Jenna Ortega is in talks. She is, I mean, I'm sure she is actively throwing her. It sounds like she's throwing her hat into the ring with Tim Burton because she knows him personally now that she's done Wednesday. And he had her for Wednesday. Obviously, he likes her acting. I think she could definitely be the next, like, main character what protagonist of the beetlejuice 2 film and it could still be michael keaton as beetlejuice yeah because she she has that like tim burton look right yeah she does yeah so and like you said she's already had worked with him in wednesday and it was such a hit so why why the probably one of the hottest actresses like when i mean hot like just on fire with everything that's releasing with her like she's why wouldn't you put her in it? You already, she's already got, she's already got that name. You're going to, you're obviously going to get all the people that grew up to Beetlejuice going to go see that. But now all the kids that love Jenna Ortega, right? Cause that Wednesday was catered to teenagers Mm -hmm. that fucking love her are going to go see her for her. So I think it's only, it only makes sense to have her in it. Cause you're going to get all the old people like us, Older people, sorry, not old. Goddamn, <laughs> our birthdays are coming up. We're feeling like old men. Um, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, we grew up to Beetlejuice. We love Beetlejuice, so we're gonna go see it either way. Even if Jenna Ortega is not in it, but having Jenna Ortega is gonna bring in the younger crowd to go see it. So it's, it's only, it's only gonna make it that much better for box office for them. If, if I'm a business person putting money into this movie, yes, that's a no-brainer. Jenna Ortega in. Oh man, I, I'm really excited. I think that's a great combination. I think it, it makes so much sense, dude. It makes so much sense. I really hope that this movie happens because I could. I feel like it's still in the phase where it could still not happen. You know what I mean? There's, I mean, literally for decades it's been that way, right? But right now there's still. I mean, name people are willing to come back, but I don't think there's even a story written. Like Tim Burton is still kind of thinking about what he wants to do with it. Brad Pitt's production company picked it up, though. So there's a there's a company willing to make the movie. Um, then all you really need is distribution. So it's it's close. I just feel like it's not quite there yet. So hearing more and more of this news makes me happy because that could build up some some momentum for it. Uh, but that's it for trailers for us, guys. We had a lot of them for you. And we're definitely going to have a big episode for you today. So let's get into TV land. Yes, sir. Let's let's get into it. I've been watching some shows. And uh, before we get into the new stuff, uh, obviously, guys, I've been taking you on a journey to my Game of Thrones since it's the first time I've seen it. And I finished season six, my friend. Finished season six. And I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts. Let me ask you something before you say a single thing. What's your favorite season so far? Um, 
It's between five or six, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be the best ones. I'm going to tell you now. Six <laughs> is my favorite. Five is probably my second favorite. Um, seven, I still like seven. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I like seven. Eight. There's cool stuff in eight for sure. There are things that you obviously wanted to see, but the way you get there is the problem. Mm. If that makes any sense. Like you, you know, the cadence of the show now, um, you know, everything moves at a certain pace because that's the way the world moves, right? You feel the length, you feel the distance, you feel the time as you're watching the show that disappears. And because of that, it doesn't quite make sense. Cause you jump, like you make some fucking jumps, in seasons, season eight a lot, but even in season season seven too, you make a few jumps that are just like, what? Does that happen quickly? Uh, so that's where rushed. the issue occurs. It feels more than rushed. Like there's there's a lack of story development for it. It just doesn't it doesn't quite work the same way. But the events that you expect to come to a head are all there. You know what I mean? Like though you these stories all do get played out at least. There's nothing that's left undone. It's just the way that you get there, just especially for you already know what happens at the end of Game of Thrones, right? Yes, but don't don't say it because I'm watching along with someone that listens had Okay. Yeah, so don't say it. There's a specific <laughs> character, I mean, all of them kind of get cut short a bit, but there's a specific character whose story gets cut short so much that it really like it really messes things up for the show. But We'll talk about that when you finish season eight. <laughs> now, uh, what did you think of the Battle of the Bastards? Oh, dude, it was dope. Uh, honestly, kind of overhyped. Just because. What? Only, or let me finish. Only because everyone was like, oh, this is the best episode. Like, this is fucking. And it was amazing by far. It really was amazing. But you, I think you guys overhyped it to me, to me a little bit too much. Like, literally, not just you, like all my friends, like Battle of the Bastards, Battle of the Bastards fucking amazing episode i'm like fuck fuck all right all right all right so i was like pumped i was like ah and i was like yo this was tight but like it's kind of like you wanted I, more I, you wanted more i would say more yeah more i guess but also like i kind of again i kind of know what happens too so like uh so like you know the one thing you know like where it looks like they're gonna be up in their demise right and ramsey bolton's gonna win and then I'm like, fuck, and he's like, digging himself know. out of a pile of bodies. Wow. Jon Snow. Yeah, it is crazy. Wild yeah. scene, dude. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I mean, obviously, I know Jon Snow got out somehow. He's gonna get out somehow, but like, how? Like, it doesn't. And then Sansa comes in with that army and fucking Littlefingers, uh, the the House of Vale, right? They come in and save their asses. Um, but I was nervous for that uh, one wildling, uh, the red with the dude with the red beard. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, um, I really yeah, the big I like that. Yeah, I like that character a lot. The one that has a crush on um um Brian. <laughs> <Brienne. laughs> yeah, he has a huge cross on her, bro. Like it's so funny because he's always like staring at her and she's like, What the fuck is he staring at? Um, I really like that. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, because he's a wildling and he likes strong women, so like it's uh, really natural for him to be super attracted to her. So I thought that was cool. I like that storyline, the, the whole like we finally got to I love it for Sansa. You know, like you, you are right, bro. I fucking hated Sansa and the fact that she got to fucking uh see Ramsey die the way he died. Oh, uh, kind of just like, pretty much yes. by her hand. Like it was by her hand. 
honestly, man, like I don't think he died ruthlessly enough. Even though it's it's crazy to say because he got fucking fucking torn up by his own fucking dogs, right? Dude, he made you, he makes you feel bad for Theon Greyjoy, who I did not think I would feel bad for. But by the by the time Ramsay Bolton dies, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, but I feel like Theon. he should have. I feel like they should have kept him alive longer than he should have. I feel like they should have yeah. tortured him the way they tr- tortured uh, Greyjoy. Dang, See, yes, that's dude. that's the sadist in you there. Because nah, um, <laughs> he deserves that shit, bro. What the fuck, dude? Like, it's like it, he got off too easy, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So that was what, just like what's that thing. saying? Hate begets hate. Violence begets violence. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I'm that type of person. Maybe I shouldn't live back in the day, right? Because no, you, I you mean something. It's, like... <laughs> it's actually a theme of another show that we are going to be talking about very soon. Sure. Uh, it's just about the cycle and whether or not that truly works. Uh, in some cases, you don't have a choice. And in others, you know, you may be feeding a cycle. Uh, but anyway. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I mean, fuck, he deserved it. Hey, don't trust me. I have no, <laughs> I, I could be feeding into that circle if it were Ramsey Bolton, too. So <laughs> that motherfucker, like, legit, I know, I know Cersei is your number one. I get it. For me, it's Ramsey. Like, I hated him. Cersei's done so much more and she's done worse. Like over time, she's done things that are way worse. Like blowing up the the Bro, citadel. She or, blew up the, the citadel. citadel. Yeah, yeah, she the blew citadel. up the, the church or whatever it fucking like that no. moment watching it, I was like, what? And then Tom and just boop. Dude, oh, so th- that's what pissed me off about Cersei, because uh, there's a, a friend of, of ours that she's like, Oh, you're gonna like Cersei later. I'm like, okay, when? Who? Uh, Jamie's friend. Um, oh, no Michaela. Okay. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's just because she's just like her own woman and blah blah blah. I was like, no, she's a fucking controlling evil bitch. Like, I don't know how you like her. Like, um, no, I, I don't. That's dude, and, and that's her whole. That's the first time I've heard that opinion. That's interesting. Yeah. Dude, like her whole thing was like, so it, she started all of this. The fact that she got fucking put in jail and for her her sins and stuff like that was because of her because she didn't want uh, um, Tommen's wife to be the queen and be controlling over like she is a controlling freak like she has to have control over everything she's power hungry and because of because of that she got pretty much all her kids killed minus um, my well well just Tommen pretty much Tommen Tommen killed himself because of her but like all her kids and it was all her doing bro all her doing all her kids ended up dying under her watch. Like all of them. Like who yeah, she got left? Fucking evil, bro. Evil. Yeah, it, you're gonna. You're definitely gonna see a different Cersei now that it's just pretty much herself that she's worrying about. That is an interesting growth to see like, for character development. She's a great character. I have to admit, like she's a fantastic character. She's a monster, and like the way she thinks is super fascinating but yeah, I, yeah i don't know if i would i don't know if i would say that you like her you like her acting you like her storyline sure but i don't know if i like her um, um aria aria is cool um yeah. i didn't, under, I didn't understand the no face god storyline with her like i didn't know where the storyline was going with her it was like all right what what's 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 her what's her journey 
And now, like after like she left the the no face god, and was like, you know what? I am somebody. I'm Arya. I'm not. I'm not. A girl doesn't have. A girl has a name, and it's fucking Arya Stark. Oh yeah. After uh, that, other apprentice tried to kill her. Yeah, yeah, and then she uh, turned off the lights on her and killed her ass. That shit was badass, bro. Yeah, dude. That that was fucking dope. Like her, the way her story goes, you 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 respect so much of how she gets to where she is. Oh hell yeah, dude! And then that towards the end, um. She uh, ends up going to the House of Frey's and kills all the House of Frey. Dude, fucking... I, that scene made me so happy. I yes, was, dude. Not even going to lie, I was like, fuck all of you. Like, I, the whole Red Wedding just played right back in my mind when I watched it. And oh, I was yeah. like, you all deserve it. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Once you kill King Frey and then, like, right, she poisoned him and, like, it cuts back to the scene. I thought, I was like, oh, is this a cutback scene to the Red Wedding? I was like, oh, nope, 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 nope. That's Arya. That's Arya pretending to be King Frey. And she's like, yeah, drink all this one. You deserve it. Oh, that shit was badass, dude. Um, yeah, dude. Season six was dope, man. Had a lot of stuff. And then we see, uh, obviously, the Hound's not dead. And he's trying to make... Um, you kind of start liking him, bro. At first, you fucking hated him. And he's trying to, you know, redeem himself. Um, but I think in the end, he's going to die in the hands of Arya. Because Arya's going to see that he lived. And she's a grown-ass woman now. And she's going to kill him. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. That's just my prediction, but we'll you'll, see. Like I said, you'll get to see how that plays out. You will get to see <laughs> that. Um, God, there's so many good moments. I, I Okay, let I me do, see. So we saw season seven, episode one already, and I, okay. can't, I can't be sure if season six episode, the last episode had this scene, but I'm going to spoil it either way. We find out that Jon Snow is actually not the son of Ned Stark. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's he's actually the son of his sister, which does make him a Stark. But not only that, his father is a Targaryen. So he <laughs> should be the rightful heir to the Seven Kingdoms. He's not a he's not a he's not a bastard. No, he is not. No, he, he is not. Royal blood from both mother and father, so he he should be king, bro. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> just saying. I, w- when does he find out about this? When do do we any of us find out about this? Uh, because I mean, uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Uh huh. Yeah, he knows about it. He found out about it. Like so, uh, his storyline actually is starting to get a lot better too. Um. You know, when he went over to go see the Three-Eyed Revan and all that stuff, I was like, what the fuck's going on with this character? And now he's the one that f- is found out that Jon Snow is actually who's his actual family, his parents are. That shit's crazy. And also heads off to Ned Stark, too, on that, man. Keep that secret. So he had to tell his wife that he had a bastard child, that he was, you know, that he cheated on his wife. That's But it makes he- sense, right? Because he was a man who kept his promises no matter what. Yeah. Yep. So that was crazy. So a lot more respect to Ned Stark on that. Like you didn't, I didn't think I could love Ned Stark even more after. And after this episode, I was like, "Damn, fuck, you gotta love that man." I know, True gone and gone in one season too. You think he's gonna be the main character? Nope. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, but yeah, man. Overall, it's been a great season. Hopefully, um, I'm not as disappointed. Oh, last as you guys question. Were. Oh, um, so. In the Battle of the Bastards, that's what I wanted to ask you. You didn't think the opening of that battle was a shocker, too? 
literally having his brother run across the field and just waiting and fucking shooting him down. Like you knew it was coming. That's not a. Oh no! Yeah, I knew it was coming. It's not a shocker. That's what Ramsey's bitch ass does, bro. I mean, I expected Ramsey to just slit his throat, you know. But yeah, yeah. No, of course he had to let it be a little bit worse. It's crazy though that um, that you see Jon Snow immediately knows the kind of man that he is. Like he starts running out into the field, like to try to catch his brother. Yeah, I will say, like after that, like after he, you know. his brother, you know, Rickon gets fucking killed and he's like holding him and he's like, and all the people behind him, what's a, what's his name? His, uh, he was Stannis' right-hand man and now he's Jon Snow's right-hand man. Um, Sir Davos? Yeah, Sir Davos. He's like, oh shit. And he's telling him, we're, get ready. We're, 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 we're in it now, you know? And then that, that one scene where just like Jon Snow's like waiting and all the horses are coming at him and all his. He's got a sword out. Yeah, that's that 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 was an epic shot. Whoever shot that fucking beautiful cinematography right there. You're making me want to watch that fight again. I, I you know, <laughs> it was good. Like I, I said, it was amazing. You were disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm not you disappointed because you. Sorry. I'm not dis. I was not disappointed. I said it was overhyped. Okay, there's a difference. Yeah, I loved yeah, fair it. Enough, fair enough. <laughs> you guys just kind of overhyped it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that's that's my own doing. It was eight years plus, maybe. I don't even know. I don't know how long ago show this, show this came out. But you uh, get it though now, right? Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. it. It was pretty. That's <laughs> like, hey, wait. Definitely the red wedding episode for me was like, whoa, what the fuck? Definitely, yeah. that was probably yeah. So I was really trying to keep it together because I was like, man, he's got a lot of things coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, overall, right. man, amazing. I'm glad. Uh, I'm honestly glad I took this journey, uh, even though we'll, we'll we'll see. How I feel after these next two seasons, it's still a damn good show. I don't, yeah. you know, the ending may have been what it is, but it's a good show. Uh, so for me, I've actually been watching History of the World Part Two. I don't know if you've ever seen History of the World Part One, Jason. You interested no, in Mel Brooks movies? Mel Brooks movies. Mel Brooks movies? Yes, like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaceballs. Love Spaceballs. Same guy. He did History of the World Part 1, and it was like skits based in different periods in time. This is the, what, over 30-year-old sequel that is like, I think it's six to eight 30-minute shows, and it's just a bunch of little uh, sketch comedy uh, acts and some of them are stories that are like just cut into pieces into different sketches. But there, so, and I'm not going to lie, some are pretty big misses. There were some episodes where I was like, yeah, this ain't hidden, or some sketches that didn't hit. But the ones that hit, man, I was rolling. I was rolling. I highly recommend watching the show. Are you going to like them all? No. But you are going to really like the ones you like. <laughs> yeah, so the history I, of the world part one was what, in the 80s? Yeah, yeah, it was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, another again, reboot. It's, well, it's technically the sequel. It is part two. So true. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I liked the original as a kid, and I was excited to see this, obviously, as a history nerd, too. This like speaks straight to me in a different way. But it is good comedy. Like, it is good comedy. If you like Mel Brooks comedy, there's definitely going to be some good comedy in there. And no, they're not all going to hit, but the good ones are great. That's awesome, dude. Well, 
Yeah, I know you text me inside, so I I got to put that on the queue. You know what I'm saying? So. Let me know when you see the Marco Polo skit. Let me know if you like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> History of the World Part 2, guys, on Hulu. All right, oh, the no. next two are both me and Jason. Uh, well, before, before we get into that, uh, I don't oh, know if you've been that's watching. Right, that's right. Yeah, season two of Bel Air. Have you been watching it? I am still catching. I didn't realize that I missed like the last two episodes of Bel Air. I Dude, thought the show okay. ended, and then I missed like the last two episodes or the last one. I don't know. Yeah, dude. So we thought the show ended too, and we thought uh, we didn't see the very, very last episode. And he was about to meet his dad, right? Yeah. The iconic dad episode in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? That's like one of the most fucking powerful scenes for comedy. Kind of made you cry a little bit, right? Oh, um, for sure. So we're like, oh, that's what a great way to end the season, right? So we didn't go back to it. And then we're like, when we got season two got announced, we're like, all right, let's watch the season, the first episode of season two. And then like it was doing a recap, and it was like, and me and Jamie were looking at each other like, what? What what is this? Turns out we didn't watch the season finale of season <laughs> one, bro. Um, so yeah, we saw that, and yeah, um, one of the Wayne's brother plays the dad, and honestly, man. It didn't hit like the 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 other episode. I think they rushed it too much. I think they rushed bringing in the dad in season one like too soon. Um, so I, I don't. I, th- I think the way they sh- they ended it season one, it should have been the, the episode prior to that. And season two is still trying to figure out when he's gonna see his dad. But they didn't do it like that. They his dad comes and he turns out his dad's a piece of shit. Uh, Will fights with his parents and he ends up leaving the house, which they let him and he stays with Jazz. Uh, so come season one and two, episode one and two are out now. Uh, Jazz is finally dating Hillary. Uh, Will's back at the house. He recon- reconciles with um, the parents. Phil and yeah, Jeffrey actually ends up getting fired because Jeffrey is the one that um, gave Will the information about his dad and Uncle Phil found out about it. So he let him go. I remember now, that. I remember yeah, that. Now they forgave him and he's back in the house now, but like it's still, there's still a lot of tension, uh, stuff like that. So it's just, and then um, it's, I, I forgot how corny this episode, I mean, this, this show is like, it's very like, uh, it, it is woke, but like it's not that, it's not that, that it's woke that bothers me. It's just, it's like, it's just so corny and cringe sometimes. It's just like, like uh, they say a lot of, um, um gen z phrases just to throw them in there you know like period you know stuff like that but like it, it doesn't land right you know what i mean like it sounds like the person Force. was scripted yeah yeah it sounds like they're like ah this is in the script so i gotta say it like it doesn't come naturally so it's just kind of like cringe yeah cringe it's cringe it's a little cringy at times uh, so it's just but i still enjoy it so i'm gonna keep watching it i like um, it because it's got a vibe it really is it, it feels is. like a it feels like a novella you know what I mean? Yes, it does. Yes, yeah, it yeah. Does. So I think that's why I enjoy it. It's like oh, it's like a novella, you know. So Except it's gonna be something dramatic will. every episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so uh, overall, right. I'm enjoying it. Uh, is this something you guys don't have to watch? Yeah, definitely not. But hey, if you guys like the Fresh Prince, they do a lot of you know. Um, they pay a lot of homage to it. So if you guys enjoy the Fresh Prince and you guys need something to watch, I recommend it. Yeah, I, I liked it as a show. Uh, I haven't seen. If I see the season, the next two episodes, and it really goes downhill, then I might have a different opinion. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like season two right now is not as good as season one. So, 
uh, we'll see. I think they, I, I honestly think that they weren't expecting a season two and they're like, Oh shit. Okay. So now they're like, Oh, what do we got? What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what I mean? So it, it kind of feels like that. Oh, that's too bad. Anyways, let's, let's, let's carry on to the good stuff. All right. So I'm going to let you lead this one, Jason. Where's uh where are Mando and Grogu headed this week? Yeah. So episode two uh, premiered last Wednesday and we last saw that uh, Mando went back to, you know, his his clan and says, like, what do I got to do to... And she's like, you can't do anything. He's like, well, I've heard that Mandalore is all this. So if I can wash away, wash myself in the waters, I can get redeemed. If I can prove to you that Mandalore can still be something, you got to take me back. So he makes it a mission to go back to Mandalore, which is the Mandalorian's home planet. Which, if you guys didn't know, if you guys didn't watch Rebels, Clone Wars, comic books, whatever it may be, Mandalore is in shambles. They fought within each other. It was like a civil war, a bad one, where the planet is just not livable, pretty much. They, Or so they, they thought. So they thought. So they thought. Um, so, yeah, so they, they get into, you know, him and Grogu go to the planet. Uh, but before they go, they need a droid that can uh, inhabit the planet. And it's not as expected. They don't get their, they don't fix IG-11 because it's just too damaged. So a familiar character gives them a R5, an R5 unit. Very similar to Chopper, just definitely not Chopper from the Rebels. Um, Which uh, honestly came in handy. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it did get them in a little bit of trouble at the start, but overall came in handy. Yeah, man. Uh, so, the, yeah, they get to Mandalore, and obviously they're scoping out the place, and you get to see Mandalore just, again, it is in complete shambles, but it can be fixed. You know, if, if someone's willing to, you know, take over as a leader, you, you can bring it back to his promised land. But uh, you you notice uh, native, uh, other natives taking hold of it and trying to attack uh, Mando and stuff. Uh I love that it was like people in like actual costumes. I was like, man, I haven't seen something like this in a hot minute. It looked good. CGI characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The other creature was CGI, and then the the final creature was definitely CGI. But no. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, You ruined it for me. (laughs) Well, see, so my 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 whole problem with um, Andor Mandalorian has been too many humanoids. And not That's enough, uh, not enough like alien characters that like we saw like in Star Wars, like, or even in the prequel movies where like you have uh, the slave owner that owned Anakin, he was like a little flying bug, and he goes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jabba the Hutt, you know stuff like that. I feel like we don't we see like too many humanoids, and I wanted more characters, and I think in this, um. So far, so good. You know, like the pirates that um, in episode one that they run into, they're all aliens and they all have that makeup. Like, that's what I kind of want to see. Like, you want to see that you're in a different galaxy with different aliens living amongst each other, not just humanoids. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like Mando has been the best at it, but they're definitely cranking it up a notch in this this season. Both episodes featured multiple types of aliens. Yeah, which I love, and I hope they can continue to do that. yeah, because I feel like Andor didn't have enough. Like, do you remember seeing any aliens in that one? Rarely, rarely. Yeah. I feel like they they were there on occasion. Yeah, so um, I was just like, hmm. 
Make me feel like I'm in Star Wars, please. You know what I mean? Uh, but Andor is its own. Yeah, I mean, own thing. <laughs> Andor was perfect though. It was really great. So no knock on it, but I, I think that would probably be my only critique from that show. It is the least Star Wars show of all the Star Wars shows. Definitely. Uh, so, anyway. what do you think that droid was? The one that took over Mando? I have no idea, dude. The droid like, that took over Mando. Yeah, that machine that uh, obviously they're exploring. Uh, with oh, like with some kind of uh, they knock him on conscience, right? Like yeah, there was like an organic creature inside of it too, right? Yeah, like a yeah, like a general around. grievous type of thing, you, you know? Yeah, I have no idea what that was, but that was an intense scene. I thought it was great. It was cool to see the Grogu have uh, have have enough uh, <laughs> understanding of travel to to get back to. Bo-Katan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Bo Katan doing her thing and saving Mando. But yeah, I'm honestly kind of curious to see what why was that robot trying to not didn't kill him. Was it looks like he was experimenting on him and draining blood from him before mm-hmm. Bo Katan comes in and saves his life. Um so uh keep your eyes open for that. Honestly, I I don't remember anything from uh the cartoon series, so uh, I think it's kind of again. This is like our first time in Mandalore since um, it, it, you know, those bombs So I mean, and did, Clone Wars. Yeah, did Raiders take over? We we don't know what's going on, or is there something that we don't know about that's going on in this planet? Um, much like how uh, Emperor Palpatine is working on his clone thing. So is is that part of it? We we don't know. So we'll, we'll see. Um, a lot of new stuff like we, we that we wanted seeing because that we wanted to see because let's be real man we're, we're kind of tired of being in Tatooine right in a desert planet so this <laughs> this was kind of a nice take uh being in a different planet and seeing different aliens which again that sea monster at the end was crazy I think it was huge well that was the that was the myth beast right yeah was it I mean I've never or seen Mythosaur. it have we seen Mythosaur. it that's what I assumed it was. I don't know, but th- that was my assumption. It was underwater, so I, I don't know. Or maybe it's a sea beast. <laughs> From you know? DreamWorks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah what you're right. They're all just trying to be friends. <laughs> uh, what a crossover, am I right? I mean, I, you know, I... <laughs> we'll ne- we'll never know. Uh well, just kidding. We'll know next week. I'm definitely excited to I feel like I don't know about you, but it feels very much that they're pushing us towards the idea of Din Djarin becoming the next leader of Mandalore, right? Like it's all pointing to him being some kind of chosen one. Yeah, I mean what we have what did they say it's only going to be four seasons of Mandalorian? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, it, it honestly looks like he, I think he should. I mean, based off of like his nature and stuff like that. I mean, actually, I don't know if I'd see him as a good leader. I I think he, he definitely inspires people. He doesn't try to take the role of inspiring people, but he does do it well you know what yeah you know what you're probably right like everyone that he's around like he always is willing to help and never puts himself above anyone else but he also like because like here i don't want 
you do your thing. I'm gonna help you, but help me, kind of thing. So I, I have my it. own. I have my own story. Yeah. 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 I feel like it could be that, or I, he could somehow cede control of Mandalore to Bo-Katan. But I just don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe if the story is strong enough. But it all seems like he he wants. Not that he wants, but the story wants him to go into that direction, and they're slowly dropping information here and there that's going to show that he's somehow like a messiah for the people of Mandalore. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how they end um, the Mandalore series, the Mandalorian series, because obviously Din's going to die sooner than Grogu, so where does Grogu go after this? Yeah, that's a it's a good question. Yeah, I, so. I hope that Grogu pops up in other shows, like later on down the line. It makes sense, and they can make him a little bit older, like almost, almost like a teenager. That would work, kind of like the way they did with Groot, except the timeline would, would make more sense. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, he's only fifty. You know, still young. Yeah, still young. Got, still got like what eight hundred more years of life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. At least. <laughs> at least uh, alright we're going to go into the final section of our TV land Last of Us season finale uh, the end of the first game I can finally talk to you about the story I'm so excited this is the one that I was talking about violence begets violence Bro, what do you think Jason oh I was like so mad but like I'm like, why, Joel? But you knew. You knew it was coming, right? Like, you knew he was going to fucking do it. You knew he was going to fucking do it. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, at first I was upset because, like, dude, this is like humanity. But at the same time, how good are these doctors, really? They don't know for sure that this is going to work. That's true. and, And this is the only person... The only person that you know that is immune and you're going to kill them so you can take some specimens from them? What if it doesn't work and it goes to complete Specimen, shambles? Yeah, it goes to now, waste. And then now you don't have a specimen after that because you killed that fucking person. So after really thinking about it, I think Joel was in the right. Um, I actually never thought he was in the wrong. I, I think what he did was any person would do for a loved one. I would definitely do that. I'm sorry you're not taking this person. I don't care. You're you're not taking them away from me. They and they don't know that they're dying. Like fuck you guys. Like you literally. Yeah, no, fuck that. But where I think he did mess up was lying to her at the end. You know, it's interesting you say that. I don't know. Listen, I don't know that I could do that for my daughter. But if it was the world, I I can't say that in good conscience. I'm making the right choice. You know what I mean? But I'm not I saying I could yeah. do it, but I know I'm it's not wrong. saying. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying it's the right choice, but I'm just saying you would. I would do it. I'm sorry, I, I would, and I would explain it to her, and it's like, look, because I think the way he approached it, and the way he told her, like, it's like, hey, they don't know if it was going to work or not, and they're just willing to kill you, and I can't. I just care about you way too much. I'm sorry, but I I did what I had to do. It's crazy he killed Marlene. That's fucking nuts. Um, I mean, he killed everyone in there in cold blood, even the ones that were, like, surrendering. 
Yeah, and the, killed the doctor right in the head. Oh, my God. But he knew it was like, if he didn't do it, like he said, he's like, just please let me go. And he's like, no, you'll come back after her. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's crazy what you would do for someone, right? And, yeah, and honestly, especially with Joel, too, right? Like, he finally sees a moment in happiness with, he's like, I. he finally got saved. Ellie saved him. He tells her as much. Yeah, he found. Yeah, he told her his secrets and stuff like that. And was like, you know what? I was actually gonna kill myself. I was ready to go. That scene too. He was like, but and was, and she's like, so time heals all wounds. Like, it wasn't time. He's like looking at her and just hinting like it was you. That's crazy. And no, she doesn't know how to take it either. And she, you could tell she feels she feels like special, but she also doesn't. They're both not good at showing emotions, so they just brush it off. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, well, moving on. Moving on. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Moving on. <laughs> well, you kind of have to, right, in this type of world, right? Because you're kind of used to just people around you dying. They've both seen all the people that they care about died. Has died. I think that's just a characteristic of who they are. I don't know if that's, that whole world who... is filled with people like that, but that's definitely... there. I mean, in the show, Bill is like that until he meets... Uh... God, what's... what's Frank. Frank. There we go. Yeah. Until he meets Frank. And Tess is somewhat like that, but you see it fade once she sees hope with Ellie. Like, she totally changes into a different person in that episode. Like, you can see who she was at the beginning, and then once she realizes that Ellie is, like, immune, like, she changes. But uh, you see people with those personality types. And it's uh, it, it's a hallmark of uh, the game and now show, obviously. Brian, uh, you can see, like, immediately how protective he is over her now. Like, because at first, remember, he didn't want to you know, looking out after himself, and he do, he kept himself from being too close to her, too close to her. And then when he, the moment he finally realized, like, damn, she, I see her as my daughter. And I think he sees him, he sees her, he sees his daughter in her too much. And in those, there's, there's some scenes where it just felt like a little too needy and like that he felt like he needs her too much, right? It, I don't know. That's what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. Like, dude, back up, man. Like, give her some space, man. Like, she just went through a traumatic fucking thing with David. David. And killing that someone like that brutally. Like, give her some space. Like, I, I know you're you're trying to do your best to cheer her up with, like, hey, I got this game. Hey, I got this Jeff Boardy. But she's just not having it, dude. And, like, she knows a lot of people died because of her, because of her immunity. And she wants to keep going to try and fix this. So I think that's going to be a big if she ever finds out it's gonna be a big problem so yeah i mean i i agree with you i think a lot of it for her too was like she's still processing that trauma right like she's she doesn't know exactly i i think she is questioning some of the parts of who she is at this point right and uh, and those those things must haunt her now and you don't just get over it so i i do think that joel He's trying to help, but yeah, he's definitely he's a he's he's like a caring dad. <laughs> he's definitely being like a caring yeah. dad, just trying to very overprotective. Yeah, trying to insert himself in there, get her mind off it, make her happy again. You just want to see your kid happy again, right? Now, the scene that I was saying last week that I was hoping would come out in the finale is the scene with the giraffes because it's such a again, I'm going to use the phrase juxtaposition of the world that they are in 
with a reminder that there's still beauty in it. You know what I mean? Like there's the world, the world can go to shit and there's still beautiful things to be seen. It's not always like a day in hell. You can run into practical miracles sometimes. And I just thought, even when I played the game, I was like, this is really well written and really well done. It really is, dude. I So it's funny, right after I watched a new episode of uh, Last of Us, all the like comparisons come out on TikTok. Like, this is what how it looks like compared to the game and blah blah blah. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's in the game. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. I was like, wow, like that's almost shot for shot. Like, <laughs> it's insane to me. I was like, whoa, like I would have loved playing this game for the first time and watching the the cutscenes. Like, you gotta play the it's second a fucking game movie before, before the second season comes out. Play the second game. Dude. No, man, I think I kind of like this this whole thing where you know the video game and I don't. So. Uh... You know, I, it, makes for, it's it's great make, it makes for good content. Am I right, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, uh, I mean, there are a lot of like subtle differences from the game, but it follows it so well that sometimes I feel like they could have strayed further. Oh, In my also, opinion, they could have strayed further. Uh, fun fact about the giraffes. Did the giraffe look like CGI to you? Yes, but it didn't look like hit you in the face cgi like i knew it was cgi well guess what it, what the giraffe was not cgi what the fuck it wasn't the back, yeah the background was cgi everything uh, was fake beside the giraffe. that's wild that's it didn't look real <laughs> right? it didn't look real to me <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy that's huh? like, oh that's gotta be a cgi one yes i saw that shit on tiktok and they, I, I was like no way and then they showed pictures of the blue screen because they don't they either use blue or green screen nowadays, and they just show a real giraffe just eating on the palm of like uh, Ellie's and um, Joel's hands, or the actors. Wow. Yeah, nuts, huh? <laughs> yeah, I really thought it was CGI. Well, don't I feel stupid? Yeah, uh, no, dude, trust me, I thought the same thing. So no, <laughs> and I think everyone else thought the same as you, honestly. So, little fun fact for y'all. Um, another news. Well, obviously, there's gonna be a season two for last of us part two but they are also in talks right now the writers that are like hey yes we're doing a season two but we want to do part two of last of us into two seasons so it's got enough story for it so that's that what they're sense. saying like we want to tell the true story for this and we feel like the best way to do that would be to split it up into two seasons because if not it's going to be too rushed and I'm I feel like season one. I feel like season one could have been two seasons. Yeah, and and at that, like, even if it had like three or four more episodes, that would have been good too. But yeah, even season one could have been longer. It, there, there's plenty oh. of story that they didn't, they just didn't add on to that they could have added on to. It just doesn't. I that's, agree. That's I... my problem. That's my problem. The show is damn good, but at one point, like throughout it, I felt like I was like, I'm just watching the game, like. I was hoping to get more. You know what I mean? I was hoping to get more story. And also more zombies. Um, can I more zombies would have been cool. about zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? More zombies would have been cool. Because the scenes with zombies are fucking wild. Like, they're so well made. And you only give us a few on a zombie show? Come on. Come on. Come on. They're uh, definitely going to get a bitter, bigger budget next uh, season. Oh, I mean, they, they have to. With the story they're going to tell for the second game. It's got to be a considerably larger budget, and it should be two seasons at least, in my opinion. 
<laughs> I'm for it. It's, uh, it's, again, one of my favorite stories. I don't know if I like it as much as the first one, but it's pretty damn close. It's as good as the first one, possibly, to me. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, though, I might still pick the first one. Story-wise, gameplay-wise, the second one is the best. Fair enough. Uh, now, season one. Give me a ranking. I just talked. Do you want me to go first? About it. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. Nine point three. Nine point three. That's respectable. That's respectable. I would give it a nine point one, maybe. Okay. Or an eight point nine. Well, let's give it a nine. Let's give it a nine. <laughs> this is definitely like one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. It's one of my favorites because I know the story and I love it that much. Um, I, I love the acting from both Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. Yeah. They were and great. what I love too is that they brought a lot of the voice characters from Last of Us. Like, for example, um, fuck, what's her name? Uh, Marlene? She, she plays actually played Marlene. Which, which, oh, Ashley Johnson, Ashley Johnson, Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the game, played the mother in this episode. Yeah, and she's the one that gave, oh, what a powerful scene. Damn, I'm sorry. Disrespect for not talking about that scene. Yeah, sorry, Ashley Johnson. I I see why they casted Bella Ramsey now, dude. She looks like Ashley Johnson, bro. Yeah, she does. Do you not see, like, they, like, you could be our mother? Oh, my God, dude. I, Oh, so and that fucking... scene was so good. Like you felt the horror and like the suspense of her running through the woods, getting to that house, closing the door, putting a chair, and somehow that infected still found her, and she fights it off while she's giving birth. Like that is what a scene. The moment it, that it... she realized she got bit too, and like she still had the umbilical cord tied to the baby, and she's like rips it off and is like, oh my god, dude. I know um, it was it, it explains why she's immune. Um it, it shows a, a very intense scene between Marlene and, and Anna, which is uh, Ashley Johnson's character. Yeah. About how they've known each other their whole lives. It adds depth to Marlene, which makes it even worse at the end when Joel oh, shoots her. Yes, dude. Yes. Well, th- that moment too, where she busts in that door, well, like she hears the baby crying, she opens the door. And then she sees Anna, Ashley Johnson, holding a knife to her neck, getting ready to kill herself in case she starts turning so she doesn't kill her baby. That's crazy. And holding a knife in case another fucking clicker walks in or something. That is... But still trying to uh, console the baby and make the baby feel comfortable. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it was was a great scene, really, seriously. (laughs) I'm I'm very excited to see what happens next season. Uh, <laughs> I know that I know what happens, but I'm still excited <laughs> to see it. Uh, definitely that scene at the end where Joel lies straight to Ellie's face just feels like it's foreboding, right? It it why would they put that scene in there if not to tell us that 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 lie is going to come back to Joel? It feels like it, dude. That was like definitely some foreshadowing, like. It's not going to, obviously you think, because obviously if there's going to be season two and they made it to that, at the end, to Tommy's uh, safe haven. I mean, they were looking at it, right? So they had to admit it. It's not all going to be roses. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I'm I'm ex- I'm I'm extremely excited. But again, this is a show about how violence begets violence. Um, you notice that all these decisions have only led to more violence from every character. Like you saw it from Kathleen's character in Kansas City. Uh, you saw it mm, with David's point. character. Like the more vi- the more the- well, his group essentially. Like they wanted to get vengeance and ended up losing even more people in the process. Um, that that is a big theme of this show, and it just played out showing that like the decisions we make uh, aren't always the right ones. Like like you said, a, a lot of people would pick saving Ellie, but we also know like that is the wrong choice. <laughs> like that is the most selfish choice we are making. But it's hard, right? Like, if it were Katya, I would probably do the same thing if I could. I, I don't know if I'd let them kill my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's my daughter. Yeah, and so, you don't know 100% if it's going to work or not. Yeah, but my argument to you there is the world has just ended. You want, you're probably going to be willing to take that chance. Uh, and the doctor sounded no, like they no, had done sampling. You only have one loved one left in your life. That's no, not, not you, everyone else. Everyone's going to be willing to take that chance to find out, like, hey, oh, will yeah, this yeah, help yeah. us? Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because okay. they'll yeah, probably yeah. be able to saying, run multiple experiments to find out how this happened. Yeah. And there's a good chance they'll, at the very least, go in the right direction on how to, how to start fighting back against this infection. I guess so. I guess so. I guess you're right. Uh, but anyways, well, before we move on to our feature presentation, what was your favorite episode? My favorite episode was the Kansas City episode with the sniper rifle at the house. That was probably, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that was my favorite episode too. Like I literally almost cried on that one. Yeah, was, that, was, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. Um, I promise you seasons two and three are going to have multiple moments like that. Um, <laughs> you'll see how that goes. You'll see how that goes. But we're, we're done talking about that because we do have a feature presentation. Let's get into it. The lights are dimmed. Off to the main topic of the evening, which is actually not going to be that long, but we're going to talk about it as a feature anyway. Yeah, we just want to talk about the winners and how happy we are for one specific one, dude. The, the Oscars, Oscars happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we've been we've been since this podcast started, we have been talking about this film. Uh, we've been uh, standing over it, standing right. Yep, we have been championing it, telling everyone they need to watch it, even if I've been telling people that I know might not like it because they're not into weird movies. I'm like, no, you still need to watch this movie. You you still need to watch it. Everything Everywhere All at Once wins Best Picture. Michelle Yeoh wins Best Actress. Uh, He He Kwan wins Best Supporting Actor. He He Kwan. That's right. That's right. Um, Best directors, the Daniels won it. Best editing, best original screenplay, 
Best Supporting Actress, Jamie Lynn Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, that's right. So they swept in, in the categories they were in because they didn't have a Best Actor. They uh, Well, actually, they got nominated for 11, and they won, oh, seven. So won seven. They won seven okay. out of the 11. God but dang. those seven were probably the main ones, bro. They truly were. Yeah. Although, I want to give a big shout-out here to All Quiet on the Western Front. They definitely showed out for an international film. They got best cinematography overall, best international film, and best original score. They fucking deserved all of those, man. Oh, for sure, dude. I I saw the uh, the nominations for best cinematography, and like I was just thinking, I was I was watching, we were watching, I was watching with Jamie, and I was like, swear to God, if All Quiet doesn't win, if All Quiet doesn't fucking win, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did she like, watch it with one. you? All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. How'd she like? Uh, it? Yeah, dude, we both really enjoyed it. Hey, it was, but we both agreed that it was just like maybe one of those movies that you watch one time because it's fucking depressing, right? Yes, or or if the person next to you hasn't seen it yet, but oh, I think you'd really enjoy it. I'll I'll gladly sit down and watch it with you. Yeah, um, that's about right. How does the song go? The the score. Bum, bum. I forgot how it goes, bro. It was it was intense. They kept playing it every it time. It feels they fucking visceral. Award. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, ooh, I'm like, oh, I feel like I was back in the movie, dude. Uh, for those like, of you guys who have seen the movie, you guys feeling know what I'm of unease. About. Yeah, it's a feeling of unease, and it works so well with the film. Uh, I was a bit surprised by Best Actor, but good for Brandon Fraser, man. Uh, won it for the whale. I'm shocked though that Austin Butler did not get it for Elvis. I am shocked too. I haven't seen the whale. I haven't but, either. But also, I think from what I've seen from social media too, a lot of people were also shocked. Um, because I really do think Austin Butler did a phenomenal performance. And uh, when I when I watch the whale, well, now that I know that it, uh, I've always I've been wanting to watch it, just haven't had a chance to. So when I watch it. I'm gonna be like, all right, is this is this worthy of Oscar, you know, Austin Butler? Because Austin, Elvis was I mentioned it already, it was not a good movie. But Austin Butler made it a great movie. Well, here's okay, so here's my complaint on the Oscars. The one and mind you, what I'm about to say is like, wait, what? But I don't I don't know if I agree that Jamie Lee Curtis should have won best I don't supporting agree actress. either. I, I think, think it should have been uh, Stephanie Sue. Oh, I don't think it should have been Stephanie Sue. Oh, no, there was I think another should, one too. I think it should have been Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever. Yes, dude. I agree. She had such a powerful performance in that film. I'm shocked. I'm shocked she didn't win it. Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis did a great job. She did a great job. That She did solid. If I had but to, to beat her, her counterpart, or Stephanie Sue? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think she did. I think she did pretty damn good work in that movie. Um, I, I knew I know that Adamas wasn't going to get that one for best for actress. Best actress, yeah. I thought Michelle Yeoh just she did a more natural acting job, whereas in Blonde, it it was a, like it's what they were going for, and she does a good job at it. But I don't know if it was a, as believable of a role, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I really do think. Angela Bassett should have won. 
And you can tell she was not pleased with Lucy either. Yeah. Uh, she didn't even hide it in her face. Hey, you know what? When you know you should have won, I guess, right? Yeah, you know what? I, 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 did, I did think she was going to win, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm pretty – I mean, shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis, like you said. And it was cool but that honestly, she shouted out I, I would have either been Stephanie Sue or Angela Bassett, dude. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was cool that she shouted out her horror fans. And like all the Halloween movies and all that, I was like, "That's cool, man." Yeah, that was the cool. people that the people that supported you like for decades. Like you gave them a shout out. That was pretty dope. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio wins best animated feature. Jason, I'm sorry. Hey, I know I haven't seen it. So, but like I said, um, I've heard nothing but great things. Like for you, for example, <laughs> and other people that watch it too. Yeah, I'm a little salty because I would have wanted Marcel the show to win. So honestly, if it hadn't been for Pinocchio, Marcel the show probably wins. I, I think I Marcel the show edges turning red. Puss in Boots turning red was, was just good lucky too. to be there. I don't think Puss in Boots is lucky to be there. I heard it was a good movie. It is a good movie, but I think the others are better. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's not hating on Puss in Boots. That's a tough field. To be in Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell turning red, that's that's rough. That's rough. You, yeah, you yeah. you're gonna have a rough go trying to make that happen. Yeah, you're where good animation films came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best visual effects, no shock there. Avatar two. You know why? I feel like this one could have been like I wish Batman would have won. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you haven't seen Avatar yet, man. But it's a beautiful fucking movie. That's literally the thing that James Cameron perfected for this movie, and it works. It fucking works. Like that movie looks amazing. I I want to watch it again just to watch it in those vivid colors, and like, I wish I could see it on a big screen again. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. You should watch it. I mean, I know, I know that it's available on Disney Plus already. No nah, man, it's still in theaters. It's still making All right, money. Yeah, I'm away. I'm away. Dang. All right. <laughs> uh, best costume design Wakanda Forever that makes sense damn right damn right uh, I'm surprised Top Gun only won best sound right is that the only thing well, well, well compared to all the all the other things that they were nominated for there was no way they were winning Um, yeah dude there's no way I, I think maybe Visual effects would have I was like okay I could maybe see that one as well, yeah. Because dude, the visual effects if you think about it, like how they do Top Gun they actually use pl- jets and stuff and the way it looked in the movie it fucking looked fucking real you know. Um, so getting capturing those moments of the jets and stuff like that and during those scenes, mm-hmm. I could see that winning. But like you said, Avatar and just everything was just fucking raping your eyes with cgi you know so but in a good way <laughs> uh, so i yeah. mean the whole movie is almost just cgi and they make it look yeah. almost real yeah so, <laughs> at some points it looks real kind of hard to compete with that so yeah i will say though they did have the best sound of a movie like it, it sounded fantastic watching that movie uh best makeup goes to the whale 
Yes, and, then... and I think why that one won was because this is the first time they did some digitalized makeup for it for uh, Brendan Fraser. Really? I don't know. They integrated something new to help build the, the prosthetics for the makeup, and I think that's why it won. Oh, that's interesting. If not, I would have gone with All Quiet in the Western Front. Interesting. Okay, and then best original song R R R. Yeah, pretty, they got some pretty good songs in there. Yeah, they got some pretty good songs. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what they're saying, obviously, but they're they're catchy. They're catchy. <laughs> hey, dude, honestly, they they uh, performed uh, all the songs that were nominated for original song at the Grammys, and uh, I was after seeing Natu Natu, I was like, yeah, that was probably the most fun one. All the other ones were kind of slow and boring. So what I'm saying, man, that makes sense for them to perform the songs. That see, Oscars, that's the kind of shit. I don't know if they do that all the time, but I don't remember them ever doing that before. So yeah, dude, yeah, and and they they like yeah, perform the songs like and yeah, I don't know if they did it last year. Um, overall, Jimmy Kimmel didn't like him as a host. His jokes weird because were... he usually does a. I hear he usually does a fair job. But yeah, yeah, I saw some of his jokes like in his opening. It was it wasn't very good. Wasn't. No. He I think he made like four or five jokes about the uh Will Smith slap from last year, which obviously you expected it, right? Um well yeah, you have to. You have yeah, to address yeah, it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. It just I feel like a lot of his jokes didn't land. It was just kind of like eh. Um one thing I did like is uh, Elizabeth Banks, the director for Cocaine Bear. She came out to present one of the awards. Uh, I think it was for visual effects, I think. And uh, <laughs> a stuffed bear came out. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is this is not a real bear. This is all visual effects. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Cocaine Bear, by the way. Right. So uh, it, was, it was a fun little skit. Uh, I like that. So a, a lot of uh, a lot of the actors uh, that presented awards and stuff like that had some um some fun little moments, um, but overall, uh, I kind of wish I didn't watch the Oscars, but the only reason I did was because one of my favorite movies of all time was nominated and I had to see what they fucking what you know, what they won and they, they came out on top. So, yeah, I got to say the Oscars didn't totally fuck it up this time. Like there were yeah. some that I still disagree with, but. Overall, the movies that, that got awards, I, I yeah, I wasn't too mad about to it. it. Yeah, I was like, it tells okay, me that yeah, I, I see I, that. Yeah, it tells me I need to see the whale because it's it's got two big wins. So I need to get I need to get on that one as soon as I can stream that. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, and it's tough right now because only select theaters are showing it, so that makes it. Hopefully, now that uh, that it won Best Actor. Because mm-hmm. of that, like, oh, people are going to come watch this movie, so they're going to put it in more theaters, so it's going to give us more opportunity to watch it at closer theaters than they're probably normally at right now. So that's a, that's a good thing about the Oscars. Like, if something gets wins an Oscar for something and it's still in theaters, there's a good chance that theaters are going to hold it or put it in their theater so people can watch because there's always a boom in people going to go watch certain movies because it got nominated or won something. Straight up, dude. Last thing that we're going to say about the Oscars, those three acceptance speeches from Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Kihui Kwan. Man, oh, they dude. were good. Yeah, they dude, were Ki-Hui good Kwan and they were so heartfelt. Speech. Oh. Yeah, seriously. 
that was ah, it was powerful. And then I, I love that Michelle Yeoh and Kihi Kwan, and uh, I think Jamie Lee Curtis shout yeah, but her she shouted at her parents. She didn't look straight at the screen and say, "Hey, they're watching right now." Like, "Hey, mom, I want an Oscar." Yeah, That's that so was dope. oh, that was that moment too. And then did you see that moment where he hugged uh, Harrison Ford afterwards? Uh, I did not get to see it. I didn't get to see it. Uh, just just a great moment. Yeah, and I mean his story too. When you look back into it, like he, you know, he started off hot in the beginning when he was a kid, getting landing all these roles, and then he started realizing when he was older, it's harder for him to get roles because of his Asian ethnicity, and they're just not in Hollywood. There wasn't that much need for for those type of roles, so he kind of gave up because he wasn't making money, and he was talking to his wife because someone remembered him as a character back in the day, the directors and they asked him, was like, Hey, would you like to audition for this? They sent him the script and he was like debating it. He was like saying no. And his wife's like, are you sure? Like, just read it. He reads it. Like, I really like it, but do you think they're going to pick me or not? He's like, no, just do it. I know you want to, cause then you'll regret it. We're getting older. Dude, he was off Hollywood and off acting for a long time because he, they just wouldn't pick him for roles and they finally picked him and, Ah, just such a, such a beautiful story for him. I'm so happy for him, dude. Yeah, seriously. It was... And it, I loved that in his speech, he said that his wife, uh, every day for, like, what was it, 20 years, told him that one day he would get his chance, and then there they are. I was like, man, you make me want to cry, dog. You're making me want to cry. You need to chill. You need to chill, dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then Michelle Yeoh, first Asian actress to win a Best Actress Award. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was... and again, just like knowing that how she started her career in acting was doing stunts, working with Jackie Chan in movies. Oh, that's so crazy, bro. No, wow. and then I mean, makes her way to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, then disappears for a little while, and look at her now in a huge resurgence. I'm I'm excited to see anything that she comes out in. I agree. But I think I think that's gonna do it for us, Jason. Uh, you got any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to baby Nora on the way soon, hopefully in May. Um, can't wait for it. Please show up, Cole, and show him how badass your bristles going to be. Uh, so he can <laughs> shut up, shut his freaking stinking mouth. Um, happy early birthday to you, man. I hope uh, you have a fucking wonderful week. Uh, your spring break, so fucking enjoy it. Uh, appreciate you. Um, shout out, Janie, again for. Uh, planning my birthday i love you for it oh you didn't have to do any of that but i i really appreciate you and i'm gonna be very excited for that and uh just a reminder guys um next week is our 50th episode 50th episode and it's also kind of hits the mark of our year anniversary so we're doing a mailbag episode we already have a lot of questions that we're it's going to be a whole episode of just answering questions of ask me anything. But if you guys want to get in some uh, questions, feel free to send them to us. Uh, if we have enough questions, hopefully we can get through all of them, but we have a good amount right now to have a full episode for you guys. So we might do a two for one. We don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, the, those are my plugs. Don't forget to follow us on revenge on, on Instagram on uh, at revenge underscore of the pod. Please don't forget. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Can't subscribe yet because we don't have YouTube, but we will soon, right? <laughs> soon, soon. We just we're working on getting the equipment. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, that, those are all my plugs. What about what about you? What about you, Doubt? Uh, shout out to all the people that are coming to visit, uh, making my birthday feel like a special one. Uh, 
Gabby always makes me feel special, but this is one where multiple people are trying to do the same thing. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to Gabby, always supporting me, helping me out. We've been working through a lot of things to get our house ready and just fix things uh, around the house. And she has just been a rock. So I appreciate you so much. I love you. I love everybody that's coming to visit. But we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.